Hello, nerds, and welcome. We are Crossing the Nerdverse, bringing you yet another episode. My name is Travis. I'm joined, as always, by my fantastic co-hosts, Eric, Ryan, and Clark. This week, we're going to be talking about gaming communities, considering our month of love is continuing. And we're not talking about like the toxic communities in COD or League of Legends, because we've covered those topics. We're going to be talking about some new games that have come out uh specifically co-op environments and how sometimes you can meet quality people uh, in regards to that. But before we get started on all of that, we're going to skip the hey, how are yous, and I want to hear the most ridiculous gamer tag that you have ever personally used. And let's start with Clark. Obviously, if it's above PG-13, don't say it, Eric. I, I... I don't have one for you. I've used the same gamer tag since You've never thought about high. changing your gamer tag. No, I got the nickname in in junior high from volleyball. It's Clarkinator. And I'm uncreative and I stuck with it because they're like, oh, you're like the Terminator. Like, because I was an outside hitter, had a very good arm. Uh, so... And now you're and now you're a really good inside hitter. Um, but Chris has had to visit the hospital several times to announce that he fell down the stairs. Yeah, there are very slippery stairs, and we have three cats. <laughs> yeah, it, it happens. Uh, but yeah, I'm like I've played under that tag, Zidian and Clark Star. So Clark nothing Star. really fun. I mean, I okay. had Gug Jorno for a little bit, but that was mostly an inside joke. I dig it, Ryan. Whoa. Well, um, I guess anecdote time. Technically, it wasn't a gamer tag. Um, I'm kind of in the same boat as Clark. I've only had two gamer tags my entire tenure as a console gamer. Yeah. And, but there are exceptions. Um, so like I've talked about on the show before, we used to play, uh, Halo and have LAN parties, uh, at the church. And during those days, in the ancient times when the old magic was written, you could set your, your, I guess your name, your gamer tag, so to speak, per console per game. And we had a lot of weird stuff come up with that one. Um, You know, where the point was to play off the fact that Halo said you were killed by and then have something ridiculous pop up. And so we had things like the darkness. We had things like a hairy nun. And so I think probably the weirdest one I've done that's PG-13 or lower was the guy who's uh, with an unplugged controller. And so I ran that one for, for several LAN parties until they, because the game was trying to figure out like who had the goofy goofy name. And so the guy with an unplugged controller was mine. I, mine was always the same when we did the LAN parties and it was uh, not TQ. Yeah, not TQ. <laughs> I know uh, Jake ran uh, DOS Deathness for a very yeah. long time. Still does. That does is he still, still have his that gamer one? Yeah, still DOS yeah. Deathness. All right, Eric, do you have any PG-13 ones or lower? I, I think like the only odd one I ran was like E-Break. Like, <laughs> that was it. Like That that I could say on here. Um, other than that, some of my other ones got, like I think, taken off by Sony or Xbox at one point or another. For being vulgar. That's yeah, fair. so like over time, like, yeah, they just get taken away for you can't you like certain words. You can't like stuff about monkeys. It's never a good thing. 
stuff about uh other I'm gonna things. cautiously pull the TOS reins just a little bit on Eric. So I don't yeah. know, I think TOS, I think mostly humanity. Yeah. <laughs> just. So there is an interesting animals, story man. behind a lot of the gamer tags that ended up with my, uh, in my group. Because when Xbox first released, the group of friends that I played with was really interesting. Right. And so on the subject of gaming communities being tonight's topic, this was kind of my first gaming community. And it was before anybody started really getting online or doing anything. And so me and all of my friends had it set up where there were a few of us that owned a console. There were a few of us that only owned our own controller. And a lot of us that would come in and and do the four player kind of couch co-op kind of stuff. And so slowly as we started picking up our consoles, I named mine after a location instead of like my gamer tag, right? And so the name was actually Lighter's Den. Uh, my gamer tag back there always played on Lighter, uh, which was a, a D&D reference. Any case, so I had Lighter's Den as mine. Well, several of my friends and several of my brothers followed suit. And so, you know, we had like Solon's Cave, which was his Xbox, which we kind of started naming after locations. And we kept those for many, many years until it became a little bit unusual, especially in the late 360 era, which is where I finally pulled the trigger and and changed mine because they came out with a deal where you got like one free change or something. I forget what the whole deal was on Xbox 360. And so I ended up changing my gamer tag to what I have now. I think it was when they were... uh... They changed the letter cap, and I can't remember if it went up or down. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, there was, uh, as far as my first gaming community, not all of us, but a large portion of us were actually named after, like, fictional locales, um, which I thought was was pretty cool. They, uh, what was Bryce's? Oh, man. I don't know. Bryce was one of the first ones that actually ended up with a console. It was Gumby something. Yeah. Or Vega's something. And maybe, what was maybe yours, was Travis? Uh, my most embarrassing one or the one that I've been using the most? Because uh, like you. Okay, so the one I've used the most, I actually, the first console I ever got, actually the first gamer tag I ever used uh, was Faced Goatman. And I have actually been with that one the longest. There was a yeah. brief stretch where I did a little bit of streaming uh, with some friends of mine. So I wanted an alternate like account uh and i went with red leg reaper um which was very like super army yeah artillery <laughs> yeah because our like the nickname for artillery is a red leg and so one, one of the many our... nicknames for artillery yeah and then the call sign for our uh batter like i think it was our battery um was reaper um so i just went red leg reaper and then a series of numbers because there was a lot of people that I uh, apparently thought that was also, yeah, a super cool name. So, yeah, Red Leg Reaper was definitely the one, like, I'm least, I guess, proud of. Uh, Faced Goatman has been the one I've been running forever. Um, you know, to the point where I think even in, uh, like, the LAN parties, I'm pretty sure I ran Goatman, like, most of yeah, the time. You've had Goatman for a long time. I know you've told me before, but what's the what was the inspiration behind Faced Goatman? Like, how did we land there? Uh, so faced goat man. So it started off with uh, you know goat greatest of all time, right? The acronym goat. 
Um, I also raised goats, and so I like people called me the Goat Man, and so it just became faced the greatest of all time, man, faced Goat Man. That's pretty cool, actually. I'm all not right. gonna lie to you. That is not how I read your name when <laughs> I first saw it. I was like, okay, cool. He's the face of a goat, dude. Faced. That's why there's a D in there. Faced. Wait, I didn't read goat that. Blue like man. That Passed it. Yeah, no D. Faced goat man. No, yeah, face there's, goat there's man. Definitely, there's definitely a D in there. It's Is face there goat some D in there? <laughs> I mean, Is there? Travis and the D. All right. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> Listen, so I, while I'm, catching, I'm catching a lot of flack uh, for how I Over decided to get promoted when I was in the military. So however you guys Jeez. get pay raises in your job, all right, is none of my business. And I feel yep. like the way I decided to get pay raises is none of your business. So we it's can say call goddamn us, judgment. That's why they call us service members. Oh, God. <laughs> Just saying. Um, I'm come to your but, job and slap the dick out of your mouth and tell you how to suck it. <laughs> but um, before we get on to today's topic, I do want to do one crucial update that was never talked about. So the 2023 eSport Olympics was obviously accomplished um, to very little fanfare, um, it seems like. So I feel like I should reveal the, yeah. the top finalists from each one of those amazing games. So South Korea just swept the board. So for, so for archery, that was won by, it looks like archery. USA took that one. Jared Montgomery. Monty Congrats, D Jared. is his, I think those are gamer tags. I didn't read all this very well. This is totally spontaneous. So it looks like Monty D, M-O-N-T-Y-D-E-Y. Uh, baseball was won by wow Japan. I'm just saying wow because they took quite a few of the top ten spots. Um, Mori Shoma, sorry if I butchered your name. Uh, gamer tag. I'm sure they're definitely listening. Yeah, I'm watching. Yeah, you never know who's listening. They won the the video game Olympics and they are listening to this podcast. Their hey. life has taken a plummet. Hey, to be fair, we're one of that. We're one of three podcasts that have covered the gaming Olympics, so... <laughs> uh, SRB, is that Serbia? I don't know what other... Yes. Okay. Alexi Serana won chess. Uh, no gamer tag, because that particular game, you didn't need a gamer tag, I guess. Sweden took cycling. Um, Marlene, I'm not trying to say that. Sorry, Marlene. Uh, team Fuego, though. That was their team name, which is awesome. Fuego. Um, makes me think of Bad Boys 3. Um, the dance was won by France. Dina Armadine Morissette. The Fairy Dina is her game name, by the looks of it. It's a solid one. Uh, Motorsport. France took number one for that one. Killian Drumont. K. Drumont. I'm guessing is how that's his gamer tag or her gamer tag. Sorry, I should assume uh, sailing inshore. I didn't know there was two different sailings. Uh, so inshore sailing was won by France. Tim Carpentier, uh, UOL Pepito is the gamer tag with that one sailing offshore. There was only three people that could win that. And they were all from France. Um, I'm confused as how inshore sailing works is that like a boat with wheels are you paddling a kayak really i feel like one boat maybe one's about docking one's about docking like like you come in real quick and you get on that trailer for the ford 
F-150 pulling it up onto the... Like, I don't know. Anyways, I'm probably overselling it's boat, this. So it's boat loading. It's actually... I had to Google it. I'm gonna, My I'm least gonna favorite part of boating. But <laughs> Get back on the trailer. Yeah. Inshore sailing and inshore boating is within two miles of the shoreline. Oh, there ah. you go. And then offshore sailing, Baptista Renault. Baptista underscore rep uh, dash PVE is his name. Uh, shooting, <laughs> not won by America, surprisingly. Uh, won by Australia, though. Uh, Lucas Melissa. Uh, Anon nice. is the name beside that one. Taekwondo. Uh, SGP, Singapore. Is that what we think? Singapore. I'm going Singapore. Nigel Tan won that one. Nigel, underrated name. Throwing it out there. One of the most underrated names. Um, Weird stances you take. Yeah, that's what makes me beautiful. That's (laughs) what everybody tells me. Um, And then France won tennis. Anas Benghazi. uh, Game tag Antio. I'm not very good at reading people. Don't blame me. Blame the main school system. Um. Yeah. So that's the uh, update for the Olympics. It seemed rather interesting. The page, um, yeah, kind of underwhelming. Like I hope they do a little bit more this year. I don't know. Well, you but know what? I'll, I'll, a... I'll tag it onto our social media stuff. So if people yeah. want to go look themselves, you have at it, folks. Well, and let us be. Uh, I guess let's take the stance. Us at Crossing the Nerdverse. Congratulations to the winners. Well done. I mean, I have a lot of respect for the games they chose, but I respect your effort. What? Are you all right, Clark? <laughs> is there someone breaking in? Con is getting the loudest. I might not respect the game you played, but A for effort, kiddo. Uh, truth be told, I, I, I don't remember if you were with us for the Olympics episode or not. No. The amount of I don't salt, think so. The amount of salt I have for what they did to what should have been an eSports gaming olympics was insulting to the nerd versus like a whole mobile games and like online yeah. chess and then virtual bike riding which to me is yeah. just stationary bike like and so i can respect you know the players and i can respect the fact they went and they competed in these events good for them um i'm sure it was not an easy task for for those that were involved in the competition however it was not they what definitely... i would call an esports competition it's what i would yeah. call you know, just just insulting. I, I'm not going to hide that. I'm not going to apologize for that. Yeah, they picked they picked sports that exist in the Olympics and then chose video games that encompass that sports. I think the only Indeed. one was like the racing one that was a legitimate like I wouldn't say legitimate because that's not true because these ones all are games that anyone can play, but it's the only one that's like a console based hardcore video gaming community and not like a mobile game. Yeah. So you saying my Candy Crush levels don't cr- don't count? <laughs> candy Crush next year on the esports Olympics. Yeah, you heard it first. Yeah. Oh, it's as long as like, they can download it for free. Those are going to be some hardcore moms on there. Like I, <laughs> my aunt is an extreme Candy Crusher. I'm like, look at you being a gamer. She's like, don't talk to me. I'm Candy Crushing. Oh, she doesn't respond. <laughs> I absolutely love the trophies. She doesn't talk to me at all. Turns out we're not friends. (laughs) The trophies they gave out were cool. Oh, yeah? Yeah. They didn't do medals. They did trophies. I I find that interesting. I like trophies. 
Yeah, no, it's just usually the Olympics is medals. It's a medal, yeah. I guess this year they're Maybe doing they medals. Maybe they went ham hoping they wouldn't have to do it again. <laughs> right. Any case, uh, on okay, the subject we're done, of we're gaming communities. Of so guys, in last week's episode, we talked about kind of the groupings that we would find, especially at things like your local game shop, right? Gaming communities that you belong to that were all over the nerdverse. The key feature about that is that a lot of those were very small scale. And many of you out there do have a local game shop that you go to that has the same, you know, 10, 15 people that show up for things like Friday Night Magic or, you know, some miniatures games like Warhammer. And that's fantastic. And I'm glad we covered that last week. But this week, Saturday I want to touch... Morning Pokemon tournaments. Yeah, exactly right. But I want to touch on the big communities this week. I want to touch on the groups that are all over social media and Reddit and similar fare and talk about some of these games that have come out that have an amazing community already backing them up. Uh, I mean, speaking of gaming communities, the uh, the Reddit pages for ARC are absolutely wild with helpful tips and tricks uh, to the point where we are struggling with... Uh, some some Utyrannus problems in Ark. <sighs> and so Ryan was like, hey, is there something buggy about the Utyrannus? And the no, first it was comment... the Megasloth. Oh, it was it the was, Megasloth. That's right. Megasloth. Is there a problem with the Megasloth? Like, is it broken? Is there some weird thing happening with it right now? Does it, is it getting patched? Whatever. And they immediately came back with, are you sure it wasn't a Utyrannus? Like, yeah, dog, I am positive it's not a two-legged Tyrannosaur. I am positive it is a sloth because it yeah. walks on all fours and looks like a giant damn sloth. Like, No, that's, that is a fact. And that comment right there, like, I get, <laughs> I get why those comments exist. I don't know if they were actively just trying to troll me or not. But yeah, it's it, the, the implication of 10-foot-high sloth 25 foot high sauropod. Yeah. Like, I could easily get those not confused. Oh, uh, theropod. Yeah. It's a theropod. Um, and so, yeah, very, Idiot. very, very frustrating. I mean, and when you get on to communities like Reddit, you're going to catch everything, right? People get on there for the sole purpose of just trying yeah, to troll and get funny and, and get the karma and that kind of stuff. But what I'm. What I'm talking about more specifically, and I guess I'm going to bring up the first game that I wanted to talk about because it is hot, hot news right now, is the communities that have come up supporting particular fandoms or particular games. And so just like the rest of everyone else on YouTube and TikTok right now, I want to talk about Helldivers 2. Trash game. <laughs> just kidding. I so desperately want to buy it. <laughs> I'm actually in that position right now. And there, it's, it's very I rare. I have it. Nice, lucky. I support so, democracy. It's very rare for me to have a game come out that I so desperately want to play that flew so under the radar. I remember seeing the Helldivers kind of expose at the showcase, I believe. And I kind of wrote it off. I was like, oh, it's like an ODST style game. I loved Halo ODST. Looked great. Cool. I did not expect the game to be what it is. And I've never chomped at the bit so hard wishing that game had released on Xbox so I could come out of the reserves and serve Super Earth with my brothers. Um, 
so badly. And the community that's risen around that game is absolutely phenomenal. I, and it, it's been blowing my mind. And like I said, it's all over TikTok. It's all over everything. So I'm sure everybody knows this already. But you're talking about disparate communities in the console wars. It's a famous thing in the Nerdiverse, right? The console wars have been around forever. You have PC gamers. You have PlayStation. You have Nintendo. And you have, yeah. And you have Xbox. And we used to call those console nights based off of a meme that came out long, long ago. And that's Long just kind live of been a the thing. Sega Dreamcast. <laughs> right. And so for a long time, anybody that played on those consoles exclusively, that was where you were at, right? You were loyal to, let's say, Xbox, for example. You're loyal to Xbox. You're going to play Xbox games. A lot of this is, in my opinion, comes from people that either don't want to or can't afford to buy multiple consoles, right? And so Xbox is where your loyalty was at because that's what you had. And people became very... In particular. Very, like, yeah, very particular about Xbox games are better than PlayStation games because of X, Y, and Z. Or Xbox Live is better than PlayStation Network because of X, Y, and Z. And, you know, you had all this controversy and, and contention that came out of the console wars. And it went from all sides. Like, even, even the PC Master Race guys, you know, they would go off about how much they spent on their rig or what upgrades they have or what their specs were. And it was, it was and, a point of pride. Yeah, it's a huge point of pride. Like PC? My, my favorite thing about the, like, yeah. the hardcore PC people, they're like, yeah, like I've got all this, you know, I've got a $3,000 rig. And I was like, that's super cool. What do you like to play? <laughs> and they're Animal like, Crossing. Yeah, they're like <laughs> Animal Crossing, uh, Peggle, and Plants vs. Zombies. I'm like, that's, yeah. a, oh, weird, such that's a, a good game. lineup. Plants vs. Zombies. <laughs> I, all three of those are actually really good games. Solid yeah, they're game. solid games. I played but Minecraft. It's, yeah, it's weird to have a $3,000 rig and then you're running like, like you're not peggle. utilizing any of it. Yeah, like. Yeah. But it well, looks pretty. Most, mostly just ports of like old N64 games. <laughs> right. So you yeah, got a $3,000 computer to, yeah. to upside, run those. The upside uh, the PC, though, is you have like the wide variety, man. I'll take it. Oh yeah, that's well, why I spend that's... all the money on my PC is because I can play Helldivers two and I can play Halo. I don't know Fuck enough it. about computers to justify <laughs> it. So, well, and everybody like has their opinion, right? Everybody has a reason that they belong to one side or another in the console wars. And what Eric just brought up is a very common thing for PC gamers. It's like, oh well, we can play everything, and that's that's very true. That's fact of the matter. Bo um, says, yeah, but my Animal Crossing looks good as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, shout out to Bones in the chat. Well done. Um, and so, yeah, but it is one of those things that, you know, especially for me, I've been an Xbox, I guess, knight an Xbox side of the console wars for a long time because I don't I, I don't have the money for that kind of thing. I cannot afford a high-end PC setup. By the way, and... my wife, she's in the background. There she goes. <laughs> <laughs> And I can definitely not afford to spend $1,000, which wouldn't even get you a top-end PC rig right now. Like, $1,000 would get you an okay PC right now. And I could take that $1,000 and buy a Set full setup. Like, yeah, I, I could <laughs> yeah. buy a new Xbox, a TV, and a controller, and probably a couple of games, and have money left over for coffee. And so that's that's the big argument, right? Helldivers yeah, you get what 2, you pay for, though. Like, the well, I mean, I agree. No contest on that. Like, like that's mm -hmm. the thing. Like, you're getting your thousand or plus worth because your library's 
all of a sudden exponentially just bigger. Oh um, yeah. With your Xbox, you're literally boxed in and just one thing. Like that's what you can get. Like my my counter argument is that is that your Xbox is going to be up to date until there's a new yeah. Xbox out. Every like yeah, yeah, but like every six months, your PC yep. becomes out of date. Like it becomes it's behind a new, what it should be yeah, able to a do. New, yeah, a new Whirly Dervish yeah. comes out on PC. I don't think yeah, it's not bad. You don't out. always have yeah. to upgrade. I was gonna say you don't it's have to not upgrade as bad as every Lego. Um, but it's it's rough to keep up because there's constant input. Uh, my other problem is like I don't know how to diagnose PC problems all that well. Like I'm getting better as time goes by, um, but I still have like a massive problem when my PC is just like, yeah, I'm not running any of these things, and I'm like, okay, but like why? Why won't oh, you yeah. run this? I well, and built my large... rig like six years ago, and I don't think I've ever had anything that a nice little restart wouldn't cure. Not just that, but you probably are still playing a lot of the high-end games. Uh, I probably also don't visit some of the same websites you do, Trent. Not with the gaming one. That's what phones are for. (laughs) Well, you ever notice that when you got access to those things, phone screens got much bigger. Yeah. It's important. And there is... There's a large group of people, and I, I belong to this, I know Travis belongs to this, and I know several people that have had the same kind of problems. They just feel unlucky or cursed when it comes to PCs, where it's just like anybody else with the exact same setup would not be having the problems that I had. And yeah, it's a little bit of like, you know, feel sorry for yourself kind of thing. I, and I oh, recognize whoa, that, I accept whoa, that. Skill issue. But I cannot stand the fact that every time I've had a problem with my computer and I call in somebody that knows what they're doing, um, shout out to Bryce. Thanks for fixing my shit all the time. Yeah, IT Bryce. And, yeah. Or take it in to have a professional look at it, and the first words out of their mouth is, huh, that's weird, or it shouldn't be doing that. And I'm like, I understand that part. I, yeah, that's always my favorite. Um, it shouldn't be doing this. Well, obviously, it shouldn't be doing this. That's why we're having this conversation. Yeah. And so I do not feel like my experience with PC has been the same as everybody else's. I, I also custom built my rig, which is a huge big thing for a lot of a pc like staunch pc players right they want to customize their stuff and not just like the legos inside but they want the cool you know shells and chassis and and all this and stuff the and that's colors cool. yeah and the pretty everybody colors. wants rainbow keyboards and yeah that's cool i will that's say fantastic. Yeah. some dope towers i've seen i think my favorite was it uh oh what's the oh i forget the name of it it's a like a was it blizzcon um that had the guy there with the with the like deployable tower and so he'd press a button on the face and it would literally like open up and the parts would come out so you could just reach in and like unplug a part and plug a new one in and then it would just collapse down and like reconnect and i mean it was like maybe that wide like a three foot tall like a huge tower but it had like motor servos and stuff on it to raise the arms up and well oh, and so was, here's the other side of that it was amazing and for people that are really proud of belonging to the, the pc side of things when it comes to the console wars all of those are key selling points for them yeah. for a huge amount of people they don't want to do that. They don't want to build it themselves. They don't want to have to learn the science behind it or what pieces are good or try to stay up in front of all the Legos. They want to buy an Xbox, pull it out, plug it in, and play a game. Yeah. And then and... get Red Ring of Death. Yeah. That was, Shout that out was to Xbox the pre- 360s. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was so happy. Mine, mine Red Ring of Death after a while, but I only bought it for 100 bucks. So Yeah, I bought a used one. So I, yeah, I had a 360. The first one I got, Red Ringed, almost... 
immediately got a warranty replacement on it from from Microsoft. That one lasted years, and I mean, I abused this console. Like it went with me to Afghanistan. Uh, it was in sand and heat. It was dropped. I threw it in like a tough box to have it shipped back in a military connex. It came back. It worked great for like another year. And then I was getting ready to move barracks and I plugged it into the new barracks and there was the slightest of surges and it died. And I was like, you know what? You, 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 you did your part for sure. Like I'm not going to be like, had I'm mad flag that it and everything died, out. but yeah, like get the flag out and draped it in the flag and buried it and everything. So I, I played taps. Done. I played taps on my <laughs> phone when I was yeah. taking it to the dumpster. I'm not surprised you should. Actually, you know it what? Served wanna... country. Yeah, like I want to ask my, you guys. Mine its country, like my PlayStation. We had like FIFA tournaments when we weren't doing fire missions and stuff, playing FIFA and some college football, and I was smashing stuff. It was good. Not a big uh, fan of a... losing. We played. Uh, I think it was Skyrim or Oblivion. I can't remember what we were playing, but you had an hour at a time on the Xbox. And then you rotated to the next person, and they got to level up however they wanted. And we had the weirdest character. Oh, yeah. Because everybody got to pick one thing. So, like, first person oh, who played, which was me, because it was my Xbox, got to pick the name. So the character's name was Oatmeal. Like, the food. Interesting. Next person that played got to pick, like, the next person got to pick the race. So we were a, like, a, it was like a Dunmer or something. Uh, and then the next person got to pick, like, Oh, you're talking about whatever. Yeah, you're talking about when we were in college. Whenever we were set up for that. No, because the first one we played character. But the first one we played was at Paco's house because we ended up burning the the Oblivion sign into his TV. Yes. Um. But but that was everybody playing their own character. We would just that is everybody would hop in on their own save. This was one character for eight people, and this was a weird character. Like. Beautiful community stuff right there. The veteran gaming yeah. community. You are the most interesting group of humans ever, and I'm proud to be part of it. Wildly so, supportive, like in all in all seriousness, like the veteran gaming groups that I've been a part of. Not very not a whole lot of toxicity. I mean there's a lot of trash talking, but that just kinda is part of the military Yeah. Like interaction. Yeah, we so do a lot I, and like we do a lot with like the there's a lot of like the nice things is, is they do um things for like disabilities and stuff with that, the yep. gaming community. Like so it's huge compared to like in my opinion, compared to interactions with other gaming communities. Like I don't see it as much in regards some to like, gaming communities that are very like tight knit. Uh I was oh, I absolutely. Eve was one that had like a really Oh, but like Eve's are like a world of its own. Like, I think yeah. some people live there instead of Earth, which is fine. You're allowed to do that. I'm not against it. Do you? But, like, there's definitely some people, like, they do, like, finance charts and stuff in their house for, like, their Eve things. Deep. And it's, like, it's, it's extreme. Deep Rock so Galactic also has a really positive, like, oh, upbeat it, community. Rock and Stone, man. Deep Rock Galactic's yeah. community is fantastic. I can I could say good things about them all day long. Um, for a game that I had never heard about that I got randomly off of Xbox Game Pass one day, I'm so in love with that goofy game. Um, well, and so like before... the, the Reddit pages and like the Facebook, or not, I guess it's not the Facebook community, there's like a community page you can go to. And those people are just like super dope. They're like, hey, we found an exploit. You guys should try this. 
And like even the devs were just like, "Dope, you found a cool exploit." They're like, "Are you gonna patch this out?" They're just like, "Nah, you guys have nah, fun." Nah, man, <laughs> have fun. Um, so as far as the console wars goes, since that is going to be a big topic coming up with Helldivers too, that's where I landed on it. I was definitely an Xbox knight. I know Travis, you're kind of in a similar boat with me on that one. Um, Eric, sounds like you were pretty much part of the the PC gaming. No, community. I didn't start doing PC until. Um, he was a PlayStation probably, guy, like two oh, years ago. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I did all three every time, so I got everything at release. Ah. So like usually I get Xbox first because of Halo, then I get the newest PlayStation, and I'd always get Nintendo. So I always buy them all over the span of like a year, usually. Um, my preference will always the only the only reason I even consider like anything about Xbox is just because of Halo. I'm not really like Gears of War kind of too but cares of war was so fun. um yeah yeah that's the only reason i got next now that i'm a pc gamer i probably will never purchase an xbox again i don't see a reason to um I, there's not much need and i know you guys said you got to update your pc but like i have the same gaming pc now for like two three years and no i can't run some of the newer games at the highest clip but like i can play anything i want right now that's out and I, it is probably three years old now, um, and I don't have any issues with it. Like it's, they're they're like consoles at this stage of the game. Like you can keep them, um, and they run even the newest games. You just don't run them at the highest clip. That's all it is. Um, take care of them, spray them out, clean them, um, and, and they'll play the games. Like they're like consoles now. They're they're good for five or six years. I pamper the shit out of mine, and they still break. Yeah, Clark, what about you? You uh, uh, you got any history as a console gamer, or you be on PC? Oh no, I have lots of. Uh, I started console game PC. I kind of came into around probably two thousand and four with World of Warcraft. Um, but before that, so I lived really close to my cousins, so they had kind of what I'll call the offshoots of the gaming war. So they would have like the X or the Game Cubes and the dream thingies and all those Sega Dreamcast yeah like kind of like they were Nintendo boys Uh, I always had a Playstation because I liked Kingdom Hearts so that was like the drive for the Playstation and then I didn't get an Xbox until college and then I found the Xbox controller and I was a big fan of the Xbox controller versus the Playstation controller it's so ergonomic, um, I feel, it, by comparison. It, I think it's just because, like, I I like the chunky feel of it because it reminds me of the N64 controllers. Uh, but for the most part, I have, I will probably always have both systems. God, the N64 and, was a weird controller layout. I fucking yeah, loved I, it. I it just loved felt it, so yeah. good, though. It was I weird don't having know why. Like, I don't know why. Felt good, made no sense. Uh... <laughs> I actually am yeah, glad so like, to hear you say that because I'm in a similar. Also, I love my I Switch. Um, and you know the Nintendo like Knights that are out there, they always have kind of the cutting edge weird stuff, right? Like with the exception of the Sega Dreamcast, which was leaps and bounds beyond its time. Um, the Nintendo's always got the cool stuff. They always have, like, especially the Switch nowadays is really kind of changing the game as far as how it works and what's going on with it. Um, but ultimately. You've, you've now seen the, where the four of us stand in the console wars. Obviously, it's still a highly debated topic. People are still going to be loyal to their systems in the way that they work. But Helldivers 2 
is shaking that up. The way that the Atari Helldivers community... Yeah, everybody's just loyal to that Atari. Um, but yeah, Helldivers 2, you've actually seen a rise of people that are banding together because of the nature of the game. And you can see the people that play on PlayStation and play on PC rallying, working together, joining community boards, being more cooperative and more communicative with each other. And the part that really sold me was there is a massive cry out for Xbox to join the fight, right? And the amount of TikToks and memes and social media content being produced on this front is amazing to me for two reasons. First, it's wholesome. We want everybody to join in this game kind of content, which is which is fantastic. The second is that a lot of it is in character. They're putting out propaganda with fight yeah. for democracy and super earth. Call in the reserves from our brothers at Xbox. Yeah, wild and, memes on that one. Yeah, it's been fantastic. And I love the fact that you're seeing all of these disparate communities from PC, from PlayStation, from Xbox, all wanting and striving for the same thing in a game that has no PvP elements whatsoever, that is all about cooperation against long odds, and the game is designed opposite of a lot of the ones that we talked about in last in the last episode. What? It's the opposite of Sea of Thieves, right? If you do not work together, the game will not work. And it's all about every player in the game pushing towards a common percentage, a common goal. Uh, you brought up Sea of Thieves and it got me sidetracked. Uh, I, so with the Helldivers, it, I think it's the format of the game. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. The uh, engine that they used for it is like a way outdated Oh, yeah. It's archaic. And which is, they actually which is fantastic. They brought that they up. Got it to, like, they retooled it and got it to run like yeah. super well for this. All I, I want to say were... real quick, muzzle control. Muzzle <laughs> control! Is friendly Lanes fire a fire. thing? Oh, friendly fire is very much a thing. And of course, just like every community, there are going to be the loud and the few that are just trolling, right? They're out there with mines making sure and bombing the wrong side and, and messing up missions. Yeah. They're out there with mortars, raining if, down on their teammates. If and, if anybody teams up with uh, with anybody named Gumby or Spartan or Gumby Spartan or Spartan Gumby, don't let him take a heavy weapon, and if he does get one, watch out, because his lane of fire will be you every time. I'm not going to try to throw shade <laughs> Old at school Halo in particular. On that one. Bryce. <laughs> but you killed me four times with the Spartan laser. Bryce. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the way that this game is formed is really cool. Um, from my understanding of it, and again, this is based off the research that I've done, not from first-hand experience, so I think, uh, Eric, you're our only one here that's got some first hand with Helldivers, so correct me if I'm oh, wrong. Whoa, whoa. Clark, Clark has oh, it too. Oh, did Clark, Clark play? Excuse me, I, yeah. I stand correct. Yeah. Um, Isn't it so like, good? I'm, I'm no playing tomorrow wrong. with my co-workers. Yeah, Fantastic. We took a day off. <laughs> I mean, no, but I wish. So yeah, uh, the amount of people that are trolling in that game is continuing to drop because it does affect the larger game as a whole. The basic principle is relatively simple, right? People play, they drop into planets to perform a mission, and the more successful missions there are, a percentage of liberation increases on the planet. And if a planet reaches 100% liberated, fantastic. We control that planet, we continue to push. But the enemy AI does the exact same thing. The amount of failed missions or successful missions from their perspective 
decreases the liberation and transfers the planet to their control. And so the number of people that are actively out there just trolling and trying to ruin the game for everybody else has seen a steady decrease, despite the fact that the servers on Helldivers have been maxed out since release. And the dev team has been very transparent about them trying to fix that and address certain issues. But the community itself is effectively just shouting for that. Hey, open up the servers. Let us get more people in because we're losing the fight against the robots or the fight against the bugs. And we want more players. Bring in the Xbox reserves. Is it going to happen? I don't know. That's that's not really part of the gaming community's decision. But there's an outcry for it, which is something that I really, really like about yeah. this game. But see, Halo had the same thing like way back when with PlayStation. Oh, yeah, um, that doesn't surprise me at all. That's why I don't think, like, I don't think Helldivers too of. But a big thing it's people a should read. Massive ask. It is. To put yeah, that's the thing. Game it's a huge on the new system. So it's like, you guys might be crying out for it. I think they're a company of 70 people. Uh, yeah, something like that. That is like a that. teeny dev team. Like, that is a scrappy dev team. So, like, Give give those people some credit. Like let them sleep. They working hard. <laughs> like if well, you look at it, like people got to realize too, you can't just open up new servers. That's one thing. Like yes. I know I'm not a gaming guru genius, um, but I also think the community is not that toxic. I don't see a lot of toxic comments, but there's a few people with the server thing. Yes, they have a lot of money, but at the end of the day, like th there's so much that goes into it other than just servers. Because I guarantee. They would just buy would have bought servers all Tuesday morning if that's all it took to increase. There's so oh, yeah. much I'm gonna guess with programming and everything else. And this Pal World thing, please stop. Pal World graphics compared to like what Hell Divers Two is doing is is a totally another planet. Like this isn't even like I don't understand. Like are oranges apples to people? I don't get that. Like that comparison boggles me. People are like, well, Pal World did all this. Like, you see that? Like, I can draw that, like, in my backyard or something. Helldivers 2, man, is, like, an extremely, like, crazy game compared to Power World. I love Power well, World 2, though. Don't get me wrong. Like, Guns and I'm... Pokemon, cutest thing ever. I mean, cuddly can't, wuddly. Can't say Pokemon. Bah, 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 bah. Pokemon, they're pals. Yeah, uh, so pals with guns, sorry. Um, uh, amazing. But Bones brought it up in the chat, but, like, big shout-out to small dev teams this year who oh, are yeah, just absolutely. killing it on games. Like, just... Oh, look at the sales that we have, right? That was the whole yeah. point. We have Helldivers 2, which is the topic at hand. Pal World. Pal World. We had Lethal Company. We had Larian Lethal Studios Company. with uh, Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah. And no, not all of these are like, of course, super indie, super small, but they are not large dev teams. And they are putting out some absolute bangers this year. I've been Star super impressed. Starfield doing worse than like yeah. what, what Helldivers 2 is doing concurrent is interesting. I will Star still hold. Starfield was okay. Like I hope the Starfield right. was fine. Um, there, it did have some problems. And how much I money don't they think spent it deserved. On it. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> yeah. it deserved the hate that it ended up getting. Um, yeah, but... I feel like some of, the, some of it was definitely justified, given Absolutely. the way like they were trying to hype it up. But at the same time, like I hopped in and played Starfield for a little while, and I was like, yeah, this is like this is this game is fine. Was anything eh. like revolutionary or groundbreaking about it? No, nah, not particularly. Not for how much money it was. Helldivers uh, two, I could do more, and it's cheaper. Yeah, it's fifty that's bucks. That's the kicker. For forty, 40 bucks, bucks, yeah, yeah, forty yeah. bucks for Helldivers two. I can kill bugs and Terminators, so I get the bo best of both worlds. So like, I could be John Connor, 
or I could be the main character from Starship Troopers. Johnny I could be Rico. either one. Yeah. So like, you know, you know, saving the world, both ends. I and I get it. You know, with these small dev teams, and I feel like it's the amount of like desire. I guess is the correct word, which is why those studios, even the ones that get like mainstream games that stay smaller with like staff that are like truly dedicated to the game, turn out stuff that's just better. Like, because they they care, like they care deeply. They're not there just programming. Go ahead, Clark. I think they have, I think it lies in the fact that they have focused content. They're not trying to create banger triple A plus games that come out with all these massive cinematics. They focus on gameplay and then everything else is second. So I think that's what makes them really fucking fun. I am here for a yeah. dumb Mimi game. I will play the ladder game in Lethal Company where we all sit around with the ladder and try and murder each other for Uh-oh. five like for five to ten minutes. It get is the most glorious dumb. bonk sound. Yeah, it's just I dumb watched- as shit. It's great. Clark- Clark sent me a clip of people playing Lethal Company with the ladder, and he was just like, hey, Todd, stop! And, like, the guy stops, and he deploys this ladder real fast, and all of a sudden you can just hear, bonk, bonk. <laughs> and Todd's dead. <laughs> but it's just like, I'm so happy to do... For me, personally, as life gets more stressful as an adult, and just whatever is going out there in general, I don't want to be stressed about my game. I don't want to nope. be stressed in PvP. I want to go do dumb shit with my friends. Yeah. Like... I'm here come for a good time. 180. Yeah, here for a good time, not a long time. I don't want a PvP. I like to try to be there for moderate time, though. Like, you know. Fair. I, um, and some people really enjoy, like, PvP aspect. So. Yeah, I just, I find, I don't, as an adult, I don't want to come home and be competitive against a high school kid who has, like, way more time than I do and better hand-eye coordination. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm sick of getting clapped mine. by 10-year-olds in, in PvP and, games. I mean, good on them. That's what I was when I was ten years old. But yeah. like, I ain't got that no more. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go dink around in Terraria. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm gonna go dig a hole. Now, yeah. now, one thing I'm curious about from everybody's. Someone brought this up, and I'm sorry, I don't remember who you are in one of the many Helldiver Facebook groups. Um, in regards to the community for like Pal World and Helldivers too, they're the two biggest ones for me that are non-AAA that I've been involved in. One thing people have said, the reason they believe that it's more positive than negative um, is because there's no PvP. So Power World is getting PvP, so it will answer this question in the next coming months. um, Once it has PvP, I think it has it now and it's running it. Um, But once we see it like fully engorge and become a big thing in the game, is are these two communities pretty positive? But is it because there's no PvP? So uh, we'll start I actually, with Ryan. Oh, okay. I actually, I think that that is the nail in the head. In a lot of PvP games, of course, they're fostering competitive nature. And even in games that don't have direct PvP, that is about skill levels or glitching or, or you know, twinking your character. Um, I'm going to bring up Dark Souls as an example. Invading somebody in Dark Souls just for the sake of PvP is a feature that me personally as a gamer never understood. And when it comes to something like Helldivers 2, there's no way that your performance ensures you're getting better rewards than somebody else. There's no competitive aspect to it. Um, It's very much like Deep Rock Galactic. Deep Rock Galactic is the exact same way. You are part of a team. You need to act as a team in order to make it work. And that's really the end of the day. Whereas in many other games, there is always a sense of someone did better than somebody else. 
oh, we talked about World of Warcraft in the last episode. Even when you're running dungeon queue, somebody will get the lucky drop. Somebody wants to look at who did the most damage. Helldivers has fostered a community where who did the most is not an important thing. It may be something cool you call out, where it's like, oh, you know, Clark, you ended up holding against a Bile Titan for like a full five minutes. That's fantastic. But it doesn't foster a competitive environment like that. And because of that, I think that the the community is a lot less toxic. And I'm going to point out games like Deep Rock Galactic and like similar extraction games that foster that. Go ahead, Clark. Oh, I was going to say, I think as soon as Power World turns on PvP and like base raiding, it's going to become more toxic because the only way you can truly piss me off as a gamer is if you come in and destroy something that I have spent hours doing. So like, Ark, when people would raid your base, screw, screw you. I am so mad. Do you know how long it took me? I had to... I stayed up three work nights trying to build this stupid fence because I can't get it lined up right. And then you just came in and shut it down. Like, I'm so mad. As soon as you start dicking around with my time, that's like when I get mad. So I think that's the... And Helldivers has come out and said they have no intention of doing PvP. And I think that will keep the community non-toxic and like... Yeah. Cooperative with each other because nobody nobody's really you can do some meme stuff, but like you can't destroy my entire experience or my entire effort with and a, a block line. system. They got a nice yeah. block system if you got somebody that's real bad. Alright. Yeah, I think that competitive nature of PvP is really gonna bring out like it just it's gonna bring out the worst of of people that like nothing more than to do PvP. And if that's the stuff they like, that's the stuff they like, right? Again, enjoy whatever you enjoy. Uh, I like those games that give me an option. Mm -hmm. Uh, If I don't want to participate in PvP, there should be servers that aren't that don't allow pvp uh they should have like consider you know safe servers or you could just have the option to like switch pvp off or whatever um that was one of the big draws for arc is that you could set up so many different like private servers you could have rotating servers whatever you wanted to do um and if you wanted to do pvp you could if you wanted to do just pve that was also an option it gave you full control on it i think if pal world kind of goes the same route where you could play on those main dedicated you know game servers just like you were playing on true server or whatever on arc you know that was your choice and you know that that's a risk that you're going to take by playing on those open servers right you're you're basically consenting to that risk when you play on those ones especially for arc which has such a mixed community because there's some places where it's just like it's just a total troll fest in the entire server and even on like the forums and boards and stuff and then you have some where it's just like hey, we're going to get together, and like I'm really struggling to tame a Stegosaurus or whatever, and some dude will just be like, this is how you build a Stego trap. And they'll show you, like, send you links, like helpful links and videos and stuff like that. So it kind of has this up and down, and I think that's because it's got both aspects. You have servers in ARC that are strictly PvE, you have servers in ARC that are strictly PvP, and then you have some that are a mix, where like if you join a tribe, then you become embroiled in whatever pvp is happening on it and if you decide to stay independent obviously you're supposed to be safe obviously there's going to be people that break that rule but then that's going to come down to moderators of course doing what they're supposed to so actually i think you hit the nail on the head with that one um one particular gaming community i'm going to bring up is elite dangerous now i played elite yeah. dangerous for many years and elite dangerous in my opinion is still 
one of the games that I think really did it right. Because that, they had it separated into three distinct sections. Where you could play solo, and it was just you versus the map, which was hard enough by itself. You could play in open, which means that you were in the same game with every other player who was in open. PvP was rampant, but you also had a lot of things crop up in those open servers like races, where you would take your your ship or your rover or whatever and go through trench-style races. And you get a lot of really cool things happen in a community like that. And then the third option they had was what they called a private server. But effectively, it was solo, but you can invite your friends. And I think that was a fantastic way to do it. Me and my friends were not interested in PvP. We were not interested in somebody sitting out there with a late-game ship ganking starters by hovering just outside of the start zone, um, you know, effectively spawn camping new players just so they could feel big. And it was one of those things where it wasn't a game that was designed around glitching the system in order to achieve it as efficiently or as, as quickly as possible. And that was a large concern I had with the ARC community. Um, the ARC community was very toxic, I would say. It, it was one of the worst I've ever tried to interact with. And even the ones that weren't being actively trolly and actively toxic, everything, all of their advice was, this is how you abuse the game's mechanics to make it work the easiest. And that kind of defeated the whole purpose to me. Um, and so it was it was quite frustrating. Um, I, I, of course, I have a mixed history with ARC. And when it comes to Elite Dangerous, I'm going to be very honest, the large portion of the community itself was toxic and the concept was very well get good you know it was very league I, of legends like that which go get better i i think with with like elite especially in like the open world stuff yeah you're gonna have those toxic players um but you get on stuff like you know the reddit pages or even sometimes like the facebook groups and different things like that you can actually find a community that's like wildly supportive of whatever you're wanting to do on it because again with with arc going in and asking for help tips and tricks yeah sometimes you're in people's like oh the only way to do it is to like wildly abuse the system um but i've gotten somewhere it's like hey it's helpful to do like you know this it's helpful to build a trap this way and we'll tell you why and it's easier to like redo it because i mean bones and i designed well didn't design but bones would look up trap concepts constantly for arc and we would just go test them out. Like, I'd get a throwaway dino. We would lure whatever it is we were trying to catch or shoot or knock out or whatever into the traps. Um, and that was very helpful to have access to those other designs and, like, people would provide good, helpful support. I mean, YouTube is also a really good one if you're looking for just good, like, here's how you should, like, here's how to go about doing these things. Uh, YouTube's a really good resource, um, even for ones that aren't, like, abusing the system or anything like that that are just kind of like playing the game youtube has a lot of really good content in that regard where you can find somebody that's just showing you how to do things how to build stuff how to the most efficient way to harvest resources or whatever if we're considering that community then i think old school runescape has a pretty good community because old school runescape's wiki is like i i'm pretty sure like completely done by not the company not jagex oh yeah uh so it's supported purely by like players uh and yeah their their wiki is really good now there are some toxic people in old school runescape so i can't I, you're gonna run into them everywhere like even with as healthy as like helldivers is i'm sure yeah. you're gonna run into those players that are like hey learn to shoot i hate you we failed this mission because Feel you're the bad. fire and like 
<laughs> Eric. Feel like keep, yeah. keep getting clapped by friendly fire. Well, well I've also and... done it too, because they run they don't know feel the fire. Like you go you move behind. So when you're pointing your barrel of your weapon, feel the Not fire. Not me, baby. Running gun. You got to watch you're out behind. where I'm going, Doug. I'm the main character here. Yeah, I'll run behind you while I'm shooting. Yeah, no, I've definitely Fine. experienced that. Well, and that's See, like, kind I'm of not letting go you, of my trigger. Shooting. That's a you problem. <laughs> I stop shooting. I put my barrel down. I run behind you, and then I proceed. No, like, no, no. I'm wasting. Absolutely. I'm wasting uptime. That's three bullets <laughs> yeah, I'm missing. That's... One's going to you, two's into the enemy. I see this as a net positive. <laughs> yes. We've gained it's, here. It's a two for one. This is Yeah. Well, and see, I think that that concept is something that Helldivers is really combating with the player base right now, because you see that in a lot of first-person shooters, which I know Helldivers isn't a first-person shooter, but a lot of shooter games, I guess, where everybody thinks they're the main character. They're the ones yeah. that know best. They are yeah. flawless. And yeah. I used to run into it all the time, especially in games like Battlefield, uh, where you know we're moving as a unit and we're pushing on this objective, and one person in the team is suddenly off yonder doing something he never called out, or they never said anything, and then it's frustrated the rest of the team for not sticking to them. And it's like, you're not the main character here, man. We're a team. The DP- the DPS people in, in WoW pulling uh, yeah. pulling aggro. Pulling ads, yeah. If you, te- if you pull it, you're you going to take, take it. it. <laughs> yeah. um, Unless you're hunter, then you feign death. No, that was that was something I called out in WoW all the time. Is like if you tank, if you pull it, you are gonna tank it. So good luck. As long as, as long as you get support, I guess I don't know. Well, and what's funny is we had a lot of of really competitive. I'm not gonna call them toxic offhand, but very competitive players. Whoa, whoa, in WoW. you call me toxic because I'm competitive. That's not very wow. fair. It's different. It's different. That's yeah, not it's very different. fair. Wow, man. This isn't in a PvP aspect. We're in a dungeon, and the tank suddenly is like, oh, you know, healer's crap and DPS can't do nothing. I shouldn't have the highest DPS as the tank. I'm out and quits halfway through a dungeon. To be fair, he's right. He should not, unless he's a death knight, and he... Never mind. All right. I'm going to not do by tangent. <laughs> uh, and so we completed the rest of the dungeon using a... Was it a ranger pet? I think it was ranger pet tanking. Um, with me as a healer supporting and sitting there bubble shielding a bear. And it was it was Feel fantastic. Better. We had a blast. <laughs> um, and I, I think Helldivers really... I don't know what really... tank you could possibly be talking about. Because if I was playing with you, I was always no, the tank. Like, clank, this clank, was, baby. <laughs> yeah, this was when we were kind of swapping in and out. Um, and, you know, you're just going to run into those people forever. Where it's like, okay, well, this team's not living up to my expectations so to hell with them and that's yeah. fine or i Clark guess not I wish... equipping her her shield yeah if, if you're fine. looking for we that kind of thing later well so here's my concept about it it's just like with sea of thieves right i wish sea of thieves had a solo mode where you could just go in earning that kind of stuff doesn't give you any advantage over any other player if i'm playing with my yeah. two children i want to just play versus map so we can beat up skeletons we're not even really getting that much treasure and I can't do it because the game is designed to be a toxic cesspool. I wish they had a solo mode. Likewise, in things like WoW, if you were going to have these wildly high expectations as a tank or as a healer, why are you in queue with randos? This is not the place for you. Go talk to your guild and get it done. Their guild doesn't want to play with them because they're dicks. Because yeah, they're toxic. <laughs> they're assholes and nobody wants yeah. to play with them. Um, and so, like, I, Eric, you're, you're my boy. 
but I'm not ever going to play games with you because you I've sound miserable. With... I've played games. And... First off, not, not miserable. Second off, if I've played games with yeah, Eric. What's the upside yeah, to playing people... with you, Eric? Where's the worst He's moment? really good, man. Well, what's the upside of playing with you, then? Let's, yeah. let's flip this we around. Would like, have some, we would have some fun. I'll be supportive. I'm supportive. You're Don't telling shoot me, to me while you're running with your gun. Yeah. I want the I'm win. Supportive. I need a W. So I don't yet. need you to tell me how cute I look. At Is no Eric point do I here? just expect someone to know what they're doing. At least that's a lie. Eric's telling us to uninstall Uno. Unless he's playing I mean, in ranked. Anytime Eric, Eric turns into a whole different person playing ranked. So, I have a win-loss record. It's not for fun anymore. It's like I want to win or lose. Like, it's there. It's the record. It's not like if I want to have fun. Like I said, different yeah. person in ranked. Yeah. I, have played with Eric, I have played with Eric in casual games, and he does not give a shit. Because he's well, doing like as much goofy shit as I am. He's just that, like, what happens if we put C4 on the bottom of the table? Yeah, Boom, but th- that's the point. Like, like, that wasn't a good idea. Are you going to show up to a competition like a, like a, anywhere for anything? Are you going to show up to a competition with like, if you have a well, win loss record that follows you everywhere, like that's a this is your name and this is your win loss record, like four hundred eighty nine losses and two wins. It's like I'm totally, totally different person for ranked. Yeah. I just when you're like dealing... the assumption of how much of your self worth is tied to that win yeah. loss record. Well, well, that's the difference, miserable. right? If we're going to go to a Magic the Gathering tournament, there are prizes involved. There is an incentive. Ranked on League is just a number. It doesn't not... matter at all, and you will not be rewarded for having good or bad. Unless you... I mean, you do means, get a dumpster on your friend. It, but it means, unless something, it means something to somebody, to personally. Like, yeah. you're, the fact that someone has a bunch of PhDs is not that impressive to me, but it's impressive to a lot of people. Okay. That's great. Like everybody's got different things in life, like that they're impressed by and that they deal with. In a sense, I, the I video games the... might not be the top one for a lot of people, and PhDs are a lot more impressive than video game stats. But that's to those particular people. Like I give a shit. I probably make as much money as somebody with certain types of PhDs right now. And my kill that's a whole rep- different topic. And my KD <laughs> yeah. is better than theirs in Call of Duty. So like, did somebody with a PhD hurt you? No, I'm just that's my example is because like people okay. put people put value on different things. Yeah. I hate- and it doesn't mean as a society or anything like that, that that's what the value is. You might not appreciate a win loss record in a video game, but there's a lot of communities and other things out there that do appreciate a good win loss record. And we can't I- devalue them just because it's a video game. That makes so no I'm sense. Actually, I'm going to bring up a different community that we talked about a little bit earlier, and that's with Lethal Company. Disregard what he said. Yeah. Oh, um, I, 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 I do have to kind of defend Eric on this one. If you care about like your KD ratio and your win loss ratio, and you're playing in ranked, I understand that competitive side is going to come out. Obviously, don't send people hate mail. No. Yeah. Well, you and that's the kicker. Means, is... And obviously, Eric is not one of those guys that's going to take the time to send them a personal message telling them they're trash. I did once. But there's a long story to that. Eric, shh. <laughs> yeah. So and and now, lies... and now I'm not on your side. <laughs> he was that, there it went. He was dumpster firing our team. I'll never attach myself right? worth to like my KDR, but I will say it does bring me joy, like logging in at PAX and like having it pop up against other gamers, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, and like your boys. But... There's a difference to that, and all of this, of course, is in reference to the example I brought up before, using WoW's Dungeon Finder. If you're going to play like that, that's cool. I don't judge that part. More power to you. Stop inviting me to play with you, knowing that I'm not like that. 
Stop joining randos and open lobbies to play like that and expecting them to be on that level. Because you're just creating a situation where you can be angry and toxic for no yeah, reason. Like, don't, yeah, don't be shitty when you're like doing well, open. That... But if you're if you're in like deep competitive play, because like I mean, let's be honest, we cared about our KD ratio when we were playing Smite like super heavy. But that's again a super PvP deal, and that mattered, right? Because like that was how you progressed character unlocks. Um, so I mean, it, it's one of those things where it's like where it's competitive. Yeah, like be heated, care about your KD ratio, especially if it's something that. It's like a personal achievement. Because um, I liked having a good... I liked looking at my positive KD ratio in Halo. That was something that was nice. No, but it's just... They shouldn't always have two different ways to do stuff. Like, there should be. Because there are yeah, people in that situation. That, like That's that's like we're talking about, Travis. Like, when I want to have fun, I'll just play, like, regular, casual Call of Duty. And I don't care if I'm grouped with someone that's, I don't know, using their nose to try to play the game or a fishing rod or something. Like that's fine with me it's but it is ranked like if you jump into rank that it's ranked like people know like that's not just your average you don't jump into rank to just like lose i, I will I jump, actually i jump into Eric rank to one. lose because sometimes i have to play a ranked match to get an unlock yeah well and but I, don't, I, don't I will defend eric in that one when they have multiple game modes you know what you're signing up for right like fantastic I, i'm right there with you i and ultimately, it, I think Bones called it out in uh, in our chat here, is we're kind of talking about two different things. And the communities involved with those things, what? Bones! You guys are kind of yeah. wildly off topic. Yeah, we're going to, we'll yank Bones. the reins here. Um, Bones. Bones throwing shade. Um, so any case... When it comes to ranked in a competitive nature in video games and the communities that come up around that, you do get different communities, even within the same game, that will follow those different kinds of stuff, right? So talk about League of Legends. Ranked players that are in it for the competitive nature are an entirely different breed from those that are chronically casual, so to speak. And I actually find that ranked players are a lot less toxic in the game. Not always, but a lot of the time than just the people that are jumping into casual because they don't have anything to lose, so they're going to troll everybody and they're going to cause a loss because they think it's funny. And the interesting thing to me is you get the mix at the same time in games like Lethal Company. For those of you that haven't played it, Lethal Company is a game without a win condition. You cannot beat the game. And each time you pass a level or you pass a quota, the quota gets higher and higher and higher and higher. And so because of that, because of the nature of it is unbeatable, we we will reach a critical mass where we can't keep going. People are a lot more, like, goofy and a lot more willing to, like, throw a game. Yeah, very meanish. Yeah. Um, just, just to get some laughs and just for fun of it, because you don't ultimately lose anything. You compare that to a game like we brought up earlier with Elite Dangerous. Elite Dangerous has permanent, like, recourse for that kind of thing. If your ship gets blown up in Elite, you better be able to buy, buy a new one, otherwise you're going back to the beginning and starting all the way over. And that's the part where you turn from being a meme into being a troll, and where those those communities kind of land. Because if you're causing permanent damage to somebody else's game, just for your own giggles, or because you wanted to feel better, or whatever, that's that's not a positive community. That is a toxic community. A lot of um, games will have ways to block people and different things now. Like There's a lot more development going on, like PlayStation. Absolutely, like, yeah. I have 100% reported people um, for bad sportsmanship in the sense of like ruining a game for somebody and things like that. Like I've definitely done it. Um, 
it's it's interesting though but i think we can all agree um communities are important there's there's some really good ones um hell divers 2 is really good pal worlds is probably going to go to shit but we hope not once pvp comes out i think i I think it's going to 50 50. I think you're going to have those people that branch hard into the PvP, yeah. and then you're going to have those like people that are still delicate, else. like PvE. It depends yeah, how they do it. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. I haven't looked lately. I haven't checked it out. See if they're going to have different servers and things like that, and different setups and everything. Um, so it, it will be interesting. So, real quick, we're getting kind of long. I want to go. Um, merch is always up there, like usual. Um, we're very active on social media, a lot more than we used to be. Um, we're getting clips out every day. We got shorts out all the time. We got TikToks out all the time. We try to clip episodes, get some funny stuff. Um, a lot more people are kind of tuning in every now and then to kind of see the YouTube, which is nice to see. Thanks everybody. You're beautiful. Um, and so we got, we got a lot of things going on. We're going to have, we're recording this weekend, our part two of creating the nerdverse. That's going to be really good. We're doing that with two legit. Um, and then the weekend after that, it looks like I'm going to, we're going to be doing, um, the round table with some podcasts. We're going to be talking about a lot of different things with starting a podcast equipment, things like that. So anybody that's doing this right now and you're not like enjoying it or, or you're having thoughts about doing one, cause there's a lot of great streamers that could switch over probably, um, even bigger audiences than ourselves, um, into stuff like this. And if you got questions like, um, We've, I've been doing it for a while now, and the show, this particular show, has been on over a year. So we got some experience, and some of the people coming on um, have a lot of experience and decent sized audiences and stuff like that. So that's going to be really good to see. Um, and we'll have that on our, um, that'll be on our YouTube and everything like that. Um, what's up, Travis? Uh, I was going to say, back by requests uh, for major WWE pay per views, I will be doing predictions again. So stay tuned for Eric and I to have a usually a fairly quick clip of me making predictions that are probably going to be wildly off your wrestlemate or royal rumble or wrestling i was pretty right. clo- i was pretty close for royal rumble like, yeah i was, I was gonna almost... say i think you were four for four weren't you like didn't you I was, get... I was like four out of five yeah so i mean yeah. um that turned out pretty good so we're, we're trying to like keep everything going having a lot of fun i'm um, doing stuff for people i am like i am working on revamping merch i might make it slightly smaller only because we've got a little bit of a selection and i think it's too much so we might have a few lesser items for people to grab at. Um, well, and on the subject of gaming communities, I do want to give out a shout out to our personal gaming community here at Crossing the Nerdverse. Uh, you guys are absolutely awesome. We see a lot of interaction from you guys um, doing things like, you know, liking videos, sharing them, talking about your friends with them. And I seriously appreciate that. Um, doing all that fun algorithm stuff really pushes us up. Let's just keep the lights on around here. And on the subject of keeping the lights on, I want to bring up the fact that we do indeed have a Patreon now. Um, if you want to support the show directly, you can use our Patreon. You get a lot of cool perks, early access to merch, and that kind of thing. Um, so give us a click. It's all in our link tree. And know that we really appreciate everybody that listens in. Yeah, our Patreon's very early on, so we're trying to figure out what we're doing with it. I am going to do discounts. I'm trying to figure it out. But Patreon is like we're pretty much anything that you look at, you'll find us except for Kofi that I haven't figured that out yet. Um, and last thing before we go, one 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 thing I want to start doing these little cheesy things. Um, so something I posted, um, would you take the blue or the red? Um, the red was Justice League abilities, main characters only, which would be Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Superman, Green Lantern, Cyborg, uh, Batman. 
and the Flash, Flash. and then Blue would be the X Men. Like um, all of the X Men? Well, like, I mean, you probably get to pick. I don't know. We'll say you get to pick one from either one, or you can just you rotate only... through them. I don't know. Pick whatever you like. Which which I was is like, your all preferred the, all power the powers set? of the Justice League or all the powers of the X Men? I'm going X Men every time. Well, do I have to be blue if I'm X Men? No, you don't have to be. No, blue. you can be yellow. Yeah, you can be whatever you blue want. Or yellow. I'd sing the little tune, but it's probably copyrighted, and I'll get in trouble. Yeah, let's not. There are very few X Men that would be able to hold up to Superman, but there are. Cool. I don't know about that. Huh. Interesting. Justice League. If I get all of them, I'm assuming money is also a power of Batman's. <laughs> so yeah, just just childhood trauma. Actually, well, I mean, I already have. I already that. have that. I don't need twice. So Angel, I need to asked, double down. Angel in the comments to this particular thing I put on Facebook for it actually did ask about that. And I was yeah. like, technically speaking, that is like part of Batman's thing is is money mm-hmm. and his intelligence. That's what makes yeah. him who he is. And like, a Fortune 500 company. So yeah. I'm going to so, go like, with that. Several Fortune 500 yeah. companies. I mean, technically, Professor X is X-Men. So like, if you really wanted money, you could just get it. But so <laughs> you're going Justice League. Yeah. Travis, what are you going? I mean, if I have to pick a particular power... A particular like power set. Yeah, yeah. So I can either have like all the powers of Superman or all the powers of whatever. You could rotate through them, let's say. One day or you could be Superman, rotate. the next day you could be Green Lantern. Oh, X-Men. I'm going X-Men every time. Okay. Oh, yeah. There's so many. Like, there's a gajillion X-Men. Yeah, you're talking about. But I'm mostly going to take the powers from Squirrel Girl because she's taken over the world several times yeah. in the comics. Well, and it does bring up an interesting idea for me. If you're dealing with the Justice League, can Professor X take on Superman? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, he's going to make him think he's a... Yeah. yeah but he's, he's had problems he's with potato. alien intelligence before. That's fair. He I, did have issues with... Uh, I feel like uh, if I can rotate through all of... The witch lady, whose name I can't think of right now. Scarlet, Scarlet Witch. Witch. Scarlet Witch. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if I could rotate through any X-person, like anyone in the X-Men's powers, like whenever... I could find a like I could find one that could take out Superman no problem. Yeah, Scarlet but Witch. But I feel like the people in the Justice League as individuals have more than one power. Where I find X Men usually have one individual power per person. Yep. So if you only get that individual's power, you can technically get oh. more powers. Rogue, as... Rogue, straight up aces Superman no problem. What? How? He just rogue? laser beams her from the power moon and then. Yeah, she just she has to touch the... him. Yeah, she, but she he's can ace crazy her from the moon. Yeah, but she's yeah, super she's... durable. Yeah, she's he just laser eyeball shot. him. Yeah, she's taken a direct shot from the Senate and been fine. Well, I she's mean, a beast. Yeah, assuming that you're doing it after she literally absorbed Miss Marvel's powers. Yeah, and I mean, it's not like she's going to be like, I'm going to absorb your powers and kill you, Superman. Nobody's announcing that outright. I don't know. It seems like Unless Superman Asta, versus Hulk like, again, and, and I don't know. Asta takes all of them. Um, yeah, the, yeah, Asta so, Pikachu wins every fight. Um, I mean, Pikachu can take Superman. Get um, out. Let's get out of here. Sec. So, uh, Jeremy, I think Jeremy would go Justice League. Hold on a second. Mm, he's, he's very in-depth with this stuff. I think he says Justice League, though. I'll have to ask him. Um, it looks like Angel, she's going Justice League. 
And then uh, Joshua and Matthew both go X-Men. I, I, yeah, I was straight up go X-Men. Yeah. yeah I can rotate through them. Yeah. There's just so many to pick from at any given oh, time. Iceman would be great. Keep your drink cold. I, I mean, mean, feel like you're really underwhelming <laughs> what Iceman is capable of. Yeah, considering he's the most mundane shit. Mutant. Yeah, like as I an mean, omega level mutant, he's just like my Dr. Pepper stays yeah. frosty cold forever. Yeah. Like just not like to mention like are all always the... blue. What's his name? <laughs> yeah. Sun... Is it Sunspot? The one that's as hot as the sun? I think it's Sunspot. Like he's I just a keep my coffee generator. Warm. Like I would keep my coffee warm all day, just a little he's bit Travis, in the top. He, Travis, Omega, drum us out of level, and he's just out there, just fucking doing mundane shit. <laughs> I mean, you know? Thanos became a farmer. What do you want? Okay, and we'll... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did. I mean, after you know, snapping just, the world. Yeah, he just he just snapped the world and went back he to his house. He just solved the Farmville. problem that he snapped the world. <laughs> He made the hard decision. Yeah. So many problems with that train of logic. But that's going to be a different episode. So so we've been crossing the Nerdverse. Thanks for joining us uh, on this particular adventure. Next month, we are going to be starting a new theme. I don't know what it is just yet. uh, But we're going to call it March Madness because obviously it's fun to say that. Anyway, we will catch you next time. Thanks for joining us. March Nerdness. March Nerdness. See you guys. (laughs) Yes. Yes.